0: Hey, what's happening? This is Tommy Bottles, Mr. One Dexter One, and I'm listening to Genesis Poetic Hot Open Mic with Radio Rail on OG Radio. Peace of poetry,
1: Georgia, me.
2: <laughs> How you doing okay. tonight? <laughs> I like her energy.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm blessed. I'm just sitting here
3: packing. I'm just sitting here packing. I didn't even go to my event. I said I'm going to stay here and do this show for them, and thank you all for having me for uh, Mm-hmm. I'm leaving okay. at 4 a.m. in the morning for Jamaica. Walk forward to do it, right? Walk
1: forward to do it. All right. Come on. So, hey.
3: I thank y'all for thinking of me. I am so grateful that God gave me this gift that I'm allowed to share, and it is, it does the work. I always tell people, as far as your work should work. You know what I'm saying? And for me,
1: to have exactly, pieces right. of work
3: from years and years to still, you know, uh, uh, you know, ring with people so true and to heal and, and elevate and educate, I'm just grateful. You know what I'm saying? So it's my honor.
4: Yeah, oh, we man. appreciate you.
3: Well,
1: well, you know, we got rules yeah. here.
3: Like when you do a poem, right? We got, some rules.
1: We got down, some rules. Hang down, because I know you got some so,
3: powerful pieces. Go ahead. Yes. Okay, you got So you first go.
5: rule you got to let us know oh. the backstory of your poems. You got to let oh, us know okay. the backstory. What made you write them? Um, And also, we already talked about where you're from. We already know where you're from. Okay, go ahead.
3: Yes, yes. Okay, that's interesting because the poem is about where I'm from. I was leaving my uh, apartment in Brooklyn. I was leaving my apartment in Brooklyn on the the highway, headed to the airport, (laughs) and I was crying after my eight months on Broadway and I love my neighborhood and I fell in love with New York and as I'm riding down the highway, I see this sign and it, and it's, I, I say it in the poem, i said say it now, but I, I I seen this sign and it just made me go, well, look, Brooklyn is this, Atlanta is this and it, it just brought everything to me. You know what I'm saying? So that's where the poem came from. Okay. Wow.
1: okay.
3: And the poem, okay. Is. So, okay. the poem is called the promised land. Hey, now. If Brooklyn... Okay. If Brooklyn is the heart of America, Atlanta has got to be the soul. Where you from? Got to be the South, no doubt. You can tell by the flow of my mouth my southern twang, distinguished disposition, superior manners in earth intuition, feeling of home whenever in my
1: presence
3: for I week of the S- of Atlanta. My whole life was right off Luther Kane. My whole life I sang, we shall overcome. I knew I was one. One of those who would go down fighting, most likely through my writing and speaking, continuously seeking truth, letting my folks be well but never afraid, because destiny is laid. Knowing all you can give is showing others how to live. I learned that from pain, just a simple thing living with no fear. I was fed that right here. Get out of hell, I'll be scared. My grandmother's grandmother was a slave, rape and reoccurring resignation. No one could save her or stop her from engraving. Survive on the road she paved. Four generations later, I stand unscathed. Call me brave. But it just runs through my veins the pain and the fight of Camille Bell. I remember the killings in the ATL. There was rain on this kid named Wayne, but we AT aliens get claimed to the clan for most of the old Klan. Stone Mountain, where the Ku Klux Klan was created, now invaded with a of Nubians and Mexican natives. Well other kids stay jaded, we stay elated. Out there the excellence for Monica Kaufman on Channel 2. You never know how she going to have her do. I saw her one year at the Sweet Auburn Festival. You know, the famous avenue where Ebenezer Baptist Church is located. Never been in, real hard to get through. ATL, we love Dr. King. The King family, another issue. And who knew a city that feels like a neighborhood could host the Olympic Games? I'll tell you who. Lana Jackson and Andrew Young—they did the damn thing. See, being from here, I knew I could do whatever I want as long as I had a plan. See, being from here, I knew I could do whatever I want as long as I know I am. See, being from here, I knew I could do whatever I want as long as my mission I understand. I thank God, I'm from the promised land. ATL, ho. Hey, that's that (laughs) piece. That's that piece.
5: Yes. Thank you. I like your accent, too. You got a nice, <laughs> like, south-down-south south accent. Thank
3: you, sis. I'm southern, and I'm country, but I know how to announce see. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's what I'm People in the neighborhood got so cut off all my words. That's the only time. Cause nobody else understands. understand. APL, we got to talk. Everywhere, like here in Harlem, they got their own way of talk. Long Beach, they got their own way of talk. It all depends on what hood you're from. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just grateful that uh, I'm bilingual like that.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that jo- Georgia, me, she, I she
3: bought an island. She bought an island that she, like, um,
4: getting ready so she can uh, start um, booking poets.
5: You are welcome to come, which especially when, when it first opens up. i definitely definitely trying to get as many poets to come out. And bless the mic, it's a safe space, and I'm just really excited about it. I want everybody to come out and check it out.
3: That's what's up. I'm I'm, I'm happy for you, sis, and I'm proud for us. Uh, I mean, and happy for us, the culture. We need as many places and spaces to express ourselves and cultivate talent. You know what I'm saying? So that when artists who do this for a living, they have spaces they can go to and and, and hustle. You know what I'm saying? Because when you live off of this, you need as many people as possible to hear your work. Because we live our faith and awesome, you know what I'm saying. And I'm I'm just grateful for anybody who sets up a space to for us to present ourselves. I'm I, I'm and I got long time people like Ingrid B in Miami, Sierra and her husband Lee, and um and um uh Dayton Ohio, and and John out in L A. It's like it, I don't take any of that for granted. Huggy Bear in Alabama, and Glenwood. I don't take none of that for granted because they don't have to take the time to together a show for us to share, but at the same time, you ain't got no show if you don't come. You know what I'm saying? So it has to be respect exactly. on both ends. Yeah. On both ends, as long as there's respect and honor, I am. I am grateful. I told. I asked God to allow me to do this, and I said, if you allow me to do this, God and help me take care of my family and get me out of Atlanta, I will spit anywhere and everywhere you say. And He has done that and then some. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, if you just, just let got me know it. when you got it together. And I set up a little while, you know what I'm saying? That's how I do. I'd be like, okay, if I'm going back to time, I'm gonna hit your mic and then go to Detroit or, or St. Louis, places that are adjacent, so I can, you know, hustle and, and, and spread the spread the wealth of, of this game that I, God done gave me, you know what I'm saying? That's why my name George Lee, T A M E. And that's another thing that irritates me, but I have to let that go. Because when I got to them, <laughs> they thought to the, on God, they thought that, um, uh, Russell say the white people think you're African, they keep calling you guy me. I say, they don't know game. Like, Georgia, me, it's a in between. So we just filled it all the way out. So it's always, you know, been – I represent Georgia, but it's really some pimping shit, you know what I'm saying, some real West it's side It's like a tribe so called West. What do you hey, say? He
5: says, it's like a tribe called West. I'm pimping. You got to yeah, say yeah. the whole thing.
3: You got to say the whole thing, oh, you know what I'm saying. I'm just – I'm just grateful, so you know. But I, I definitely can share with you this, no issue at all.
5: Okay, so uh, kiss the poet. Um, where the name What's come that? from? I'm interested in knowing that. Can we know the details about where your name came from?
4: Absolutely. Um, I, I know what it sounds like. It sounds like an invitation. Um, <laughs> it, it isn't. My, my lady would have okay. issues with that, but. Uh, nah, kiss, um, kiss has been my a childhood nickname. Um, my name is Marcus. I'm actually named after Marcus Garvey. But the way New Yorkers talk, it just somehow got shortened over the years. Marcus to Kiss, and it just stuck. And then I didn't even start writing poetry until I was like 23. So I was Kiss long before I was the poet.
5: Oh, wow. That's what's up. Okay. That's new. I never heard of that. Marcus Kiss, Yeah. So, what you got for us tonight, the rules are on, on Poetic High is you got to give us a backstory. of what inspired you. Uh, you ain't got to be too detailed if you don't want to, if you're not comfortable with that. But uh, we would like uh, to know why it was inspired.
4: Well, we poets. Like, you supposed to be open books. So, and most poets I don't like to talk anyway. So, um, the, uh, two poems, right? The uh, first one I'm going to do is uh, it was... Inspired by my by my lady, but um also just women in general because uh, you hear a lot about pretty privilege where people treat people different because they're attractive, but there's also a downside to that that doesn't get expressed a lot. Um, people try to take advantage. You don't know who you can trust and what they want from you. So I tried to write and be empathetic to to women with the with the poem. It's uh it's called Pretty Smart. You ready? Yeah. I, um, they say if you call someone stupid often enough, they'll believe it. They'll receive it, own it, show it, dwell in it until they, in fact, have seen it. Especially in children. These impressionable minds tend to blindly bind themselves by what's perceived of them. Mostly the defeat in them. It's in all of us. The limitations we each face are typically displaced aggressions given to us by another person's perception that they've regressed at the behest of someone else's transgression on their identity. Words obscured to be negatively digested have been proven to manifest a destiny detested and reproduced. It's like making sure the fruit is spoiled before putting it in the group. But, but what about calling them pretty? These attractive apples receive less hassle in the harvest even if they are starved of nutrients, their are super fit the suitor's superficial fix for goals. So to what end do these little girls who've been spoon-fed compliments reach down deep enough to use their common sense to boost their accomplishments? Why would they choose to endure when they're pretty sure? And then men. We pretend to be astonished and disgusted trying to admonish what we've lusted because a woman using her assets for assets is when we deem not to be trusted. But in the end, she just took the comments you thrusted and manifested a lifestyle living beyond your budget. You give a woman anything and she'll make her grow wings. So if she ain't a bird brain and you can't see past the makeup and lace front, she ain't going to take a pay cut for you. She'll realize you ain't shit early, but will act girly to ensure she gets the big worm on her terms. Yeah, Prince of Bally's might be skewed, but sex sells and have a free food taste better. So going to pay for that date, play, and go cry in the shower late if you feel like you're the one that's being used. Bitch, and, and I don't mean to make it seem like beauty is only skinned deeper, that men should be a skeptic of a queen that possesses a pleasing aesthetic, but it's relevant because of men's near sighted reflections of themselves. Objects in the mirror should be deeper than they appear. And I've never met a beautiful woman whose pretty insecurities then assuredly lead her to second guess the motives of those who chose to remain near out of the fear that they're only being used to boost the egos of the feeble minded. They'd be blinded by her face, or ass, or tits. Or waste. It's a double-edged sword being born beautiful and intelligent. Which one is more relevant? So she questions if he's only nice for a price. She questions if he's only nice for one night. She questions if only her looks will suffice. Simply pretty tends to cheapen the depth. The weakness of flesh is that it fades. But if she's only been spoon-fed fetishes and no soul food won't remain when the spotlights dim. Him? Nah. Be mindful of what pride do. Be. be insightful. What is just hype. We speak of speaking life into others like it doesn't guide you, like it doesn't become the voice inside you that provides you with your values. Hollow be the soul that's only told about its mold. That shit gets old. Literally. So beyond pretty, you was smart. You was kind. You was important. lady. stay with me. That's <laughs> not true. Well,
5: thank on, you. Now.
4: Come on now.
5: Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Hello. Uh, hey, Queen. How you doing, Queen? Hey. Can you
1: hear me? How you doing? Mm-hmm. How you
2: yes, feeling?
1: we yes, can ma'am. hear you. poetry. Central
5: America, B-Rack. Hey, uh, okay, okay. Do you have last thing? Un poquito, si. Yes. Yeah. Yes, a little bit. Un poquito. poquito. Ah, little, mi, little mi bit. I me popping Cuba. Oh really? See, si. oh. I can
1: understand it. I just bueno. Nothing
2: back. Yo, visitar Cuba in those uh, mill uh, In May, I heard two. you say?
5: Yeah. You visited when? 2006.
3: <laughs> I heard the number two.
5: Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, I heard she said she mil. visited him back in two thousand two. Dos <laughs> uh, that that's all I heard. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Dos Melly you look pretty good. Yeah, you know, I have some Teo and Tita down there. Yeah, in Cuba. So it's cool. Yes, oh, in Cuba. Nice, all nice. right, <laughs> So you mm-hmm. doing some poems for us tonight? Wait, I mean, you calling from Panama? How long you staying? Yes, here? Sabado Domingo. I got here on <laughs> Domingo, <laughs> and I'm leaving.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm leaving on Tuesday, so I took a two week break kind of, a two week sabbatical. I just needed to oh. decompress because because when I get back from um Panama I am gonna be hitting the ground running until November second. And oh. that's because I'm running for office and
5: oh. congratulations.
2: Yeah. yeah, I'm running for oh. the Atlanta Board of Education.
5: Okay. There you Ooh. go. Uh,
3: you know what that means? What? What
0: does that mean? It, it means It means. you're going to be the governor of Georgia one day and poets are going to take over the world.
5: <laughs> yes, it so does. does. I'm right, right.
0: I, I <laughs> not done at all.
2: Govna. I would be the governor. Because I would just live right down the street in Buckhead. So, I mean, that's cool. Come on. <laughs>
4: Come on. You <They> <laughs> know.
2: I wouldn't even have to leave y- the
4: y- block, you know what I mean? Yeah, y- I know I y'all love, talking to a professor, too, she teaches to at colleges. Uh,
2: yes, I mm-hmm. he said, I'm a professor at Clark Atlanta University. Oh, right in okay. my neighborhood, right in my district. Mm-hmm.
5: That's a beautiful thing. That is definitely a beautiful thing. Okay, yes, all wow. right. So this is a good time, good time. Well, go ahead. What, what, what's really? the backstory on these okay. pieces that you got for us?
2: Happy Pride Month. Okay, so this first poem is called Misty Mirrors, and um, I struggle with body imaging all the time, and I wrote this piece because um, we are fine just the way that we are. That does not mean necessarily that if you want to be in better shape, that's great, but you have to be happy where you are to even make progress because if you are not happy where you are, that's actually a negative if you – if your brain is like twisted up about that. But so if you're not happy about where you are, that's actually a negative. And if you're, so basically if you're always looking in the mirror and saying, oh, I wish I was this. I wish I was that. I wish I was taller. I wish I was thinner. I wish my butt was bigger. Then that means, then you're creating a negative. So if you have to say, like if you give yourself affirmations, you're giving yourself affirmations because you don't think that you're already enough. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know that, that's weird because we've been taught to give ourselves affirmations. But saying "you are amazing," "you are beautiful," "you are" that means that you actually don't think so. That you're convincing yourself that you are. So I know that's tough mm-hmm. to hear because we've been telling you know telling ourselves, "Yeah, do affirmations. You can do, you know." But if you're giving yourself an affirmation, <laughs> that means that you don't believe that you're already there. If that makes sense.
3: Uh, so. Yeah.
6: Um, that's true.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So if you're standing in the mirror and be like, I am enough, I am enough, then that means you don't think that you already are. And that's not to say that you can't get there. That's just saying that um, you have to be happy where you are to even make a change in the first place. So this first poem is called Missing Cool, <laughs> Little brown girl. Early. Little brown girl. <laughs> Little brown girls trace circles and gray misty mirrors to cover the image that flinches because their vision is conditioned by the system. Painting red lips under green eyes so when the first guy pays her a little attention, she pays him a little pussy. Not realizing we're raking the way we're living if we allow outside influences to persuade decisions made on our physical condition. Flipping through the latest issue, looking for an image to transition into because someone that lacked confidence and their individualism told her eccentric wasn't beautiful. The anorexic sister in the magazine is the role model for how she wants to be seen because no one told her superficial is temporary. No one told her morning reflection she's carved from the beautiful red clays of Georgia, molded by the yellow-orange rays of the sun, bodies been naturally like the Mississippi River kept fresh and moist by the tropical rains of the Amazon, being fresh and ripe fruit to the earth, but neglect is left to the spoil, rot in the droughts of Tennessee, standing in the bathrooms of broken homes, hoping to attract the reactions of men with blessed with blush and foundations when Mac is making Africans careless. Like the deserts of the Sahara, makeup cracks midday, leaving her self-esteem shattered on playgrounds and nightclubs and smeared on pillowcases of strangers she's known for years. Young brown women trace circles and gray misty mirrors, putting fingers down our throats and purposely miss meals we're tearing up our insides to try to fit in on the outside, when fitting into parasukos doesn't make us invincible and makes us vulnerable, relying on someone else's validation to make our life worth living. When the best love is self-love, we relax and become comfortable with the spirit that metamorphosizes on the inside. Your glow will be compared to sunshine. So many times we ignore the quiet voices in our heads to pass compliments to strangers we don't even know. But what we don't even know is you may have been the first one to tell them, sister, you're beautiful, or you're sparkle or sister you're fine because you never know if you've seen them for the first or the last time. We tend to pull back every time someone smiles and tries to make eye contact afraid to let people read where our confidence lacks. Elderly brown women trace circles and gray in mirrors covering their grays with dyes trying to use creams and lotion to try to smooth out lines, erasing traces of wisdom, pinching, tucking and lifting parts that have hung low with experience because no one told them. Their breath, not whole milk to replenish the earth in their Eternal rest, hips widen to make resting places for grandchildren, listening to stories of Angola 3 on Midnight Summers in the Port Swing. No one told them the real gift is losing physical sight to protect your souls from witnessing the tragedies women fighting for liberation will suffer in this life. Tonight, we realize the search for physical beauty comes from how comfortable we sit in our self-esteem, and the only genes we need have been passed down in our bloodstream. The only paint we need on our face are the tribal stripes of warrior women and the intricate details of a mask painted for a wedding. Tonight, women of all shades will take circles and gray misty mirrors comfortable with being natural, because I was told we have nothing to make up
7: for. That's it. Shh. Sure. Yes. Hello, hello.
5: Hey, is this Jamal? Good
7: poetry. Indeed, it is.
5: Hey, how you doing, Ma, Jamal? How you guys. doing tonight?
7: Pretty good, pretty good. How are you guys? I'm good.
5: What a blessing You're that you are on our show today.
1: Yes, yes, indeed. Can you can, can you speak up a
4: little bit? I think it's a little low. Uh, let's see. Okay. is this better? Yes. Okay. That's good. Yes. Yes.
7: All right. Uh, two pieces, right? Yes. Two
5: pieces, and also, can you give us the backstory on the pieces?
7: All right. So, uh, here's the first piece. Um, this piece is called um, "Open Letter to Tyler Perry." from spike lee i guess you believe that only mad black women keep diaries or maybe that it's easier to ghostwrite someone else's phantoms than it is for you to admit that you're haunted or maybe there is no way for any of us to be both more of a man and less of a threat i don't think i am lost enough to find you funny I think that laughter is what tragedy sounds like on an off day. Dave Chappelle said he was funnier than a dress, and he still had to go all the way to Africa to see the difference between being laughed with and being laughed at. Tyler, I just want to hear stories about us. Stories about black boys who live their lives as question marks because they're too scared to be exclamation points. Black boys who talk to themselves because no one else will listen. The same ones who cry in the dark. Because they know their emotions will be made light of the same ones who pick a casket before they pick a college. Tyler, weren't you a black boy once? Do you ever think about the colored boys who've committed suicide when being themselves wasn't? Save all the happy endings for CD massage parlors, I prefer this flesh and bone unedited because there has already been too much of us left on cutting room floors and I refuse to spend another moment censoring my spine in the end. You are no different from us, offspring of invisible men who spend sleepless nights worrying about the way the rest of the world sees us seduced by the fact that secrets are often easier to keep than promises, telling black women to remain patient while waiting to exhale because our breath is the only thing some of us have ever felt comfortable holding. I just want to hear stories about us finally feeling comfortable in our own skin, about the way we find home in our scars, about the way death often claims us before our fathers do, about the way we are often judged by how much pain we can take, as opposed to how much love we can give about the brothers who hang on corners and about the ones who eventually turn them. I just want to hear stories about good black men. And when I say good, I mean decent. When I say decent, I mean flawed. When I say flawed, I mean human. When I say human, I mean he who is capable of making excuses, mistakes, love, baby, sacrifices, and a commitment. I mean a saint with a past and a sinner with a future. I mean a man who longs to find a woman with a pair of arms so unwilling to let him go that they eventually set him free. It isn't that we are unable to love, just terrified that love may be unable to love us
1: back.
0: And that's, that's, Thank it.
3: that's,
1: Thank that's,
7: that's, that's that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Want to this. And, uh, and basically basically that that piece was um was basically just about um you know the the beef that uh Spike Lee and Tyler Perry had um a while ago about uh you know Tyler you know basically the his portrayals of um of black men in his films um you know felt you know really really heavy-handed and and really really imbalanced um and um and i agreed with it um i agreed that you know we were being portrayed as you know monsters and thugs and uh you know abusers yeah. and and i just wanted yeah. i just wanted you know to see us um to to see him use his platform to you know as the most powerful black man in hollywood you know i wanted to see right. him you know use that platform to, to change the narrative, you know what I'm saying, or at least bring exactly. balance to the narrative, you know what I mean? Um exactly. You know, because we're, yeah, we're not all like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I want right, to see some, some different representation. Yeah. So, right. Well, um, shout out to so
5: Stable I, Network who's trying to make a difference besides, um, you know, the Tyler Perry epidemic they got going on. So it's yeah, a different yeah. network that's coming up right now. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, Is Miss uh, Son- uh, Sonia Marie ready? Sonya Marie, ready. I'm ready. All day. Okay. What's up? Yes, yes.
6: <laughs> Nothing. Sitting here. I-, I have to say thank you to Dean um, completely because, uh, as you may or may not know, I'm an astrologer, and that's what I practice now. I have a bunch of clients and um I write for Essence magazine uh for the last maybe eight to nine years or so. Um the horoscope column in the back of the magazine. And for a little bit of time after my son was born, I just kinda of pulled back on poetry and Dean over the last couple of years has been gently nudging me <laughs> to kind of hey come exactly back
4: to the screen.
6: Right, come back to the scene, share your words, so I've been writing um specifically I wrote two books, um an astrology book uh that's out now, the signs an astrological memoir, and um uh my book about my aunt disappearing, which is called uh, squirrel um so I've been writing wow. under a different guise, so it's really, really good to share and to to pique my my heart, my soul with um even old words, even ancient thoughts, because it gets my juices going. Yeah. There. So
5: I'm yeah. excited to be well, here I'm and share with you I'm excited that you're here, and you know, to be honest, poetry saved my life personally. So I know poetry touches so many other people in the way that I fell in love with poetry. I love to hear other people's world around poetry. So it's I'm just grateful that you're here at Poetic. It's a blessing. I appreciate you. The blessing this day. To Thank you. Really and maybe you can read me for my future, <laughs> for, or or real future too, because he was saying earlier today <laughs> that he had a bad experience. So maybe you can enlighten him to say that it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to read and and do the cards and tarot and all that good stuff. Because I'm very like, I mean, into it, it is energy. But
6: it is. That's a wide conversation, long and wide kind of conversation. But yeah. I, 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 will, I will say that I'll be glad to connect with you at a later date on that because yeah. um, from an integral space, there's so much more to it from me than astrology. It's, it's about seeing, connecting to your ancestors and your guides as well. They help me to um, share what's in your natal chart and what needs to be highlighted. Your natal chart is incredibly vast, just like all of the stars and asteroids and planets in the sky. There's so much to read. So it's a lot that's involved, and I'd be happy to do so.
5: Yes, flying. i Definitely. It. Definitely. We're going to get you together, Rail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, I'm looking forward to it. All
5: right, so... Um... What pieces are you going to share with us tonight? Um, A couple.
6: Uh, The first one I want to share is called um, fear, Um, mainly because Mm -hmm. going back to the astrological piece, I'm a cancer. And um, cancers, for some reason, um, are riddled with worry and, and, and slight fear oftentimes. But if you mention, or I should say, if you recognize a crab and the cancer symbol and how the crab moves and it sidesteps left and right and then it gets backed out in a cor- backed up in a corner. It never loves to stay there. Now, who really does comes out? It will sacrifice all kind of claws in order to get out. So fear has always been a thing for me. I kind of like call fear out, so to speak, um, for myself yeah. and for people that's around me. To be quite honest with you. Which um, can get on a couple of people's nerves, but um, I, I like to see that <laughs> reflection to what it is that you're afraid of, so you can get up and over it and sacrifice those claws if you must. So
5: that's true. Is called, that is very
6: true. Yeah, this is called fear. In comes fear with reality as your love. And although it's invisible, debilitating, and too damn comfortable, it continues to wreak havoc like gangrene on the crops of your core. Swallowed, digested, and defecated on history like, I wonder what happened to... It's oh so embarrassing, even if we carry it like a weekend stash through the airport. Hope they don't find it. You know I gotta smoke it. God forbid we need this illusionary support. Fear sits and grips the most courageous fist into beating itself. It's the Godzilla of doubt, the poppy field of yield, the minister to the poor that keeps you sitting on your ass. I've watched the powers that be infused within our chemtrails and seduce us onto levels with methadone that don't work, death in a Newport box, and $8,000 grills. Ain't you scared if you don't sell? This emotion has gotten us twisted even into military enlistment, enlistment, mining our all for their eighth. It's one sick trick, if you ask me, maybe just deep and thick in our cellular memory, because Mama would literally scare the shit out of us with one simple snap, stare, and lift of her hand, leave you trembling in low self-esteem, peeing in the bed, not expressing your being, creating an, an opening for it. Anything. I'm sure not here to question moms, but fear is played out. Because of it, there lies in a puddle of indecision and overworked garbage man. Because of it, there lies in a barrel of red tape, an obese Olympian. Because of it, there lies in a tub of loneliness, a battered woman staining her children's dresses, blood red. Fear is the promise of spiritual dissolve. Life desperately seeks
3: its breath.
4: Now, Red Storm had a <laughs> show tonight, but he should be in the building somewhere and whatnot.
5: Yeah, he so is.
1: Shout out Red Storm. where he at? Hey, hey. Is this him? Hey, hey. right here? Hey. hey, what's, going on, hey. what's going Welcome on, Red Storm? What's going on? the radio. This man has been on the death right. Yes. Y'all got the right. OG on here, man, because I'm the OG. I'm the oldest <laughs> out the clique. You know what I mean? Well, I'm excited yeah,
5: yeah. for you to be on
1: here. I'm stepping outside of a poetry spot right now, sitting on the curb, doing this for y'all. What's up?
5: We appreciate, appreciate you. Man, you so tell me, Much I just need you. to know, how was it being on Deaf Poetry Jam? Like, how was that
1: experience? Like being on the Grammys for the first time. It was the shit, 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 shit.
0: It was all
1: You got a lot of moments, Everything. Bro. It was everything. Yeah. It was the Grammys for poets. It was the top of the mountain. It was the. That was it. That's the, That's the top of the mountain. You know what I mean? Well, it was I'm like making honest. it to the promised land.
5: Well, I'm honored by your presence. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. I really do. Poetic. I appreciates
1: that. And so... Uh, I appreciate people. I appreciate people that I've never met or it's like I've never, but they know about me. So I appreciate every person out there that heard me and and... Heard my where I was coming from, you know. <laughs> Yo, you got so you out here in these poorly streets. Yeah, you mm-hmm. do.
5: Where are you originally from?
1: Oh, Chicago, Chicago, man. Seventy Ninth Street,
5: okay.
1: East Side, Seventy okay. Street, Chicago.
5: So what you what you sharing for us tonight, Red Storm? What's up?
1: What if God came while you was at work? Come while you were at home. See, you ain't paying attention. You just talking on your phone. What if you was out with your booby, just trying to see a movie, or leaving from the pawn shop, get money for your jewelry, or got popped by them feds for cooking them eggs? You standing in court and all your lights go dead. You was cheating on your wife, about to get high as a kite. He struck the light. He came like a thief in the night. What if he was in the act of murder, strong arm with a burner, or leaving from McDonald's, just copy you a cheeseburger? About to pop a bottle. You just hit the lotto. He came from behind right before you took a swallow. Hope you remember this later like you wrote it on paper. Beginning in the end, my friend. Alpha Omega, look, it's nowhere to run. Won't be no alarms. When it's all said and done, God's coming back. But I don't think y'all really understand how transparent I am with no shame. I let every nigga out there see right through my buck-fifty frame. Let you see my setbacks, my strain, my secret fears, my pain. See, God allows you to witness change right here on stage. See the process. The progress, but, of course, niggas gossip. I'm a prince slash prophet. I done done every show on the sun, niggas, but still people knock it, take my testimony, and box it. I'm a blessing, homie, so stop it. This shit ain't sweet. I used to break in your cars, nigga, just to sleep. Do I smoke coke or do I eat? I was plumb out my mind. Now I'm sharing my soul on this stage, and them people be all like, rewind, like, do it again. You hear me the first time, nigga? I'm sharing my sins. This is my gift. I roll my pain in the spliff. I walk on this phone and put my name on your list, nigga, and I spit. I spit like God told me to. I kill my past through you. Rewind this shit, nigga,
4: if you choose to.
5: That's
4: yeah. That <laughs> oh. yeah. Yo, that's that piece. That was dope as hell. Yes, there.
5: that's that piece. Hello, Please.
4: hello, hey, now poet.
5: Hello, hello. Hey, who's on the phone? Who we got? This is Mother
1: All Right now. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I got okay. it. I'm just
5: interested in what a name came from because everybody talks about my name, I <laughs> Genesis. I want to know where your name came from. <laughs> Um,
8: my name actually came from, um, refuge, Chicago. You familiar?
5: Yeah. With that place. I've heard. Yes. I've heard right it. on. So,
8: so my brother, uh, Brandon real talk was, well, he doesn't go by real talk anymore. He's uh Brandon Alexander Williams. He, he was hosting a set up and it was a sister named, uh, Tia Skipper that was up there and she was preaching. Anyway, long story short, I went up, I was, In the middle of my fourth pregnancy with my daughter, um, and after hearing her speak, it just it made me look at my gift differently. Um, I had been running from it, Um, and she had said something to the effect of being a creator, and how God was a creator, um, and how He shines down on creators in a different light. You know, so um, I absolutely went with mother. Because I am a mother, like all day every day, like to the <laughs> tenth power. I um and with that being said, I wanted to always make sure it stayed at the forefront um of my mind when it came to doing this. I'm a mother first. Um yeah. so it it's 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 actually a, a deeper backstory than that, but I don't know how much time we got to get into that.
5: So Oh you're good, we got I'm some gonna, time, we got some time. Oh well hell, okay. So
8: <laughs> I was running. I, I mentioned I was running for my gift. I was running for my gift because I found that I would write things and they would come true. And I was like, right. who, the, who the hell? Can't, who wants this? I don't I don't want this. Um, I didn't want the responsibility. Um, and I had discovered it when I was carrying my, my oldest daughter, my first child, um, serving as. I was serving as Miss UAPB at the time. Um, and I ran full speed away from my gift. Uh, my art, and I had already accomplished quite a bit with it, um, and it scared me. It freaked me out. Um, I didn't want to write something, and my daughter walked through it because I'm writing something for the crowd. Because that's what I used. To, I used to write for the crowd. No, I know people go like this. I know it's gonna get a reaction. So I would write with that in mind. Um, yeah, because my my background was not slam poetry per se. But I was in theater. So I had performed at the uh like repertory theaters all throughout the country, the Kennedy Center, um nice. different places like that. So I wrote well, for the audience.
5: Well thoughts become and things. I kinda retired it. Say that again? Thoughts become things. So they do. That's the real um, thing. And when we have this gift it's it's powerful.
8: It's very powerful. So yeah, well, long story I'm short, I ended up putting it. that on the paper, and I birthed uh, Mother the Creator that night.
5: Okay, well thank <laughs> sure. you for letting us know that. Um, <laughs> I I I don't think you should have ran from it. I think you should have just hugged it and took it on in. You know. Oh, I I learned it I learned because when you uh. When you bury
8: your gift in the sand, you know, God's going to come back and he's going to want a a return on his investment, what he gave you, and you're going to have to answer for that. So if you're scared of it and you hide it in the sand and you didn't, um, here's how she worded it. God places the answers to other people's prayers inside you. So when you fail to do your gift, you fail to answer right, somebody now. else's prayers all and all right. you fail your, other, your fellow man and you fail God.
5: Wow. Is that a
8: little a little better. So, so that's that's really where it came from. That's why I picked it up and I was like, I got to. And then I had other circumstances um along my path that made me go, No, okay. It it was almost like God kept hitting me in the head. Like, look, 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 this is what you're supposed to be doing and you're not doing <laughs> it. And that's why things are and you're hard messing for up you messing up everybody else's stuff. You're messing yeah, up everybody yeah, else. It's people stuff. waiting on you. It's people waiting on you, yeah. Exactly.
4: Yeah, the scripture <laughs> says something about <laughs> quenching out the spirit. You know what I mean? Don't quench it. You hey, know, people need that. Yeah, yes, that's wow. good. That's, that's, that's going to
5: make me, I'm happy you said that. That's going to make me go 10 times harder than what i already been going. Because other people yeah, waiting man. on me. I never thought we, of it that way. That's a good are, way to think of it. Exactly.
8: We are Psalmists, we are the prophets that, that our generation need right now. Because they not going to get it in music. You know what I mean? Yeah, they not gonna get it in music. They go get it in them, them random hole in the wall. There's gonna be somebody. You will be somewhere spitting. There's gonna be somebody at the bar that <laughs> that needed what you got. That needed the story or needed something that you've gone through, right. or that needed that's just right. to hear a word or needed to needed a little bit of a light.
5: Yes, that is true. That is it's a hundred percent. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. I'm so happy. See, look, she. she we're on the same page. That's a whole word. So,
9: That's
5: a whole Right. Word. <laughs> so, where are you from? Oh, originally I am
8: from Kankakee, Illinois, um, just south of Chicago. Okay.
2: Yeah.
4: Kankakee in the middle. All
2: right.
5: Okay. So, uh, where do you reside now?
8: I'm currently in Atlanta. I've been here for about okay. four
1: years. We
8: like Everybody, went <laughs>
5: Everybody went to Atlanta.
8: Everybody went to Atlanta. Yes, Atlanta. I, do I I I enjoy it for the culture. I enjoy it for the black people. Um, I, I came down here specifically because um, my art was secondary, but the number one reason I came down here is because I lit. I lived when I was in Kankakee. I lived and I went. My children went to school in, in Moment. I don't know if you're familiar with the territory. My kids went to school in moments and my daughter has started drawing herself I know what I experienced when I went to the school, you know what I mean? The watermelon and chicken jokes and being the only black girl in my class and um yeah. the, the things that I dealt with from the teachers and the teacher that told me um you know, I she she scoffed at me and laughed. Uh, in the class. She went around the classroom and she was like, what do you plan on being? What do you plan on being at 30? Where do you see yourself? And she gets to me and I say, I wanted my PhD by the time I was 30 and I wanted to be teaching African American studies. And she laughed. And she was like, sweetie, first of all, you're black. That's one. I'm not being racist. I'm just stating the obvious. Second, you're a woman. That's two strikes against you already. I think maybe you need to get something more realistic. So that's the, <laughs> that's the type of environment uh, education wise, that that I came up in, wow. that I I I was bringing my children up in, and my oldest daughter started to draw herself as peach, like white, and I was like, "Babe, what you doing?" Like I bought you the brown pack with all of the <laughs> the shades. Come on, but all brown. the colors. <laughs> like she kept drawing herself right. white, and I it it made me question and step back and pay attention. And she wanted her hair straightened all the time, and it yeah, it nice. dawned on me that. The place that made me to possibly break her. And right. I, I want proud black children. So it was important that we got down right. here for them to see us in all of our glory from affluent to ratchet. Right.
6: <laughs>
8: and it's giving me all
4: right. Of that. now. <laughs> it's, yes. it's, right.
8: More now. Yes. All of that.
4: that but Atlanta, Atlanta's
5: a different ball game, y'all. Like, yeah, I was down there for Except a little that bit. Is I didn't really care for it. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've seen it break them. people. I've seen it make people. Yes, and some people right. not meant for it. So, um, mm-hmm. you have some poems you're gonna share with us tonight. Um, we got to get okay. a backstory on the pieces. That's that's usually oh. the deal. So you got to give us a backstory oh. on why you wrote the piece. All right.
8: <laughs> hmm. In that case, let me think of what pieces um, No, 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 I, that's I, not I knew what I was going to do Well,
5: you, I mean, do kind of it You between. could be Well, tell us after If you if you want to tell us before or after I'll go ahead and start with um, Yeah, we're going to keep it simple I'll start
8: with who my, my Who Am I piece I think it was, like, uh, a challenge going on not too long ago, people writing Who Am I and their, their, their yes, yes. Um, introduction type of piece.
5: So I'll okay. start with that, if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. So,
8: Who Am I? I am not a poet. I am a whole fucking poem. Within the load God gives me to carry, it is my absolute duty to make sure that you feel me. Now, the real me is wrapped up in defense mechanisms I use to ensure my survival, but fuck it. It looks like I made it. Most of them other cats was dead on arrival, so now you're going to get all of this. I'm the one they wished hadn't survived the middle passage. The one that talked the rest of them niggas into revolting, not because them scary niggas actually listened, but because they saw the smallest one sacrifice her life for the mission to be free, to be who the fuck she wanted to be, and I came out happy, and there are no shackles on me, perhaps there used to be, mentally, now is she crazy? Maybe, but it ain't shit lazy about this third eye, I cannot lie, I used to try, but my daddy, he beat that shit out of me, I'd rather be me than these sucker niggas they pretend to be, fuck your expectation, and your fantasy, Most of you niggas ain't even half of the man in me, balancing these energies, masculine and feminine and a whole lot of divinity, the pen in me been friends since elementary. Rudimentary flows is for these hoes that's still out here talking about their coochie when it's a whole war going on out here. And I'm pregnant with promise, so nigga, please don't push me. I'm already dancing on the edge, and this is back labor flow. I'll show you the strength of some pussy. I won't even disrespect my box by calling weak niggas her name ingrained in my psyche is that which remains from the joy and the pain. So if it don't hurt, then how they going to grow? And if I don't work, then how y'all going to know that mother was a fucking pro with this pen? That the shit on the outside don't halfway compare to what's within, and I wanted to wrap it up right here, but if it's okay with y'all, I'm going to begin again. Who am I? I am a classic Jay-Z verse tap dancing with Savion Glover in and out of time disregarding the rhyme scheme dreams misinterpreted can look like nightmares when your spirit is unclean. I bring a whole lot of flavor to the world. That's why they salty. So now use they sodium as my podium to talk my shit. And it's going to take a whole lot of pressure and adversity if you was trying to walk like this I am of the chosen tribe. My father died, and it rocked me to my core. It was like I went to the store for my daddy issues. Ain't enough tissues in this place to tell my story. My glory comes from the floor that floor that I carried. I married a generational curse and broke that bitch down before it broke me. Wrote me a whole new reality. Battle me if you want to. But just understand that you's going to be boxing with God, and I don't get scarred. I go hard. Every time I open my mouth and I spit it with a vengeance, relentless wordplay forever on replay. That's why they always say rewind, so I got to remind them that I ain't no fucking bird. I mean parrot. Apparent my diction, make them all listen, but what if it ain't no conviction? Now y'all tripping off the triple entendre that I am because you say I'm so deep. Repeat, I am a meal, she's a treat, She, you can't compete with the God in me. How out of thee to try to destroy this energy ministry is my divinity? Your secondary commentary is only appealing to the fools. My rules reign supreme. Sign my name to a brick, and you will see exactly what it is that I mean, bitch. I'm dope with no soda. Been a roller since the pager. Moto razor, y'all better praise her, especially if you expected her to save you. Save your chasing. Look, you ain't gotta call me God. Brain fog. And don't mind me, this is just some quarantine behavior. I've been locked down for too long, so now my shit is just coming really, really strong and it ain't no tissue. Everybody loves me. You gotta ask yourself, what's your issue? Wish you could shine like this, rhyme like this, lose your mind, and this too could be your reality. Unless you enjoy living in my shadows, but I promise you it gets cold. And folks out here getting bold. We all in the midst of hell, everybody masked and gloved up. Who are you really going to tell? You better rebel against this system. Then talk to me about shifting the mindsets of these children. Then maybe I'll listen. Hello? Hello,
0: hello. Hello? Can y'all hear me?
5: Yes, we hello,
0: can hear sir. you. Oh, this is Tommy Bottom.
5: Hey, how,
0: how you doing? Bottom. Hey, what's happening?
5: What's happening? What's going on with you? Not how you doing man. tonight?
0: Oh, man, life's good. I can't complain too much.
5: Come on now. So where are you, where are you originally from, Mr. Bottoms? Which What you, you do ri- to call you?
0: <laughs> I am originally from uh, Indiana. Uh, I'm uh, a okay. small town, Peru, Indiana. I moved here from Indianapolis. Peru. Uh, about twenty years ago, and then um, and I've been in Atlanta now for about the last twenty years or so.
5: Okay, That's
3: okay, nice.
5: So you like it in uh, Atlanta? Everybody
3: moving to Atlanta.
5: Yeah, Yeah, okay.
0: yeah. you like yeah. it there? Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's uh, yeah, I, I, it's second home now. So I, I definitely don't have too many complaints.
5: Okay, so, so the rules are We okay, we have ahead. to get you going by the rules because we need to know the the before what what made you what inspired this piece like a backstory.
0: Um this first poem I guess, uh I don't know if it's much of a backstory, uh it's just much of uh me just kind of observing kind of the world and politics and how that politics kind of trickles down to, you know, our everyday lives. I don't know if there's necessarily a backstory to it, but that's kind of the, the gist of of uh, what I'm talking about as far as politics and class and, and things like okay. that. Let's see. Okay. Mhm. Uh-huh.
10: Now, it's not uncommon that my level of honesty will leave some of you uncomfortable. I mean, even my closest confidants would typically tell me, "Tommy, it's not that we don't like what you say; we just hate how you say it." It's like you just always assume you're the smartest dude in the room to conceited to ever consider consider anyone else's point of view. And you know what? That's probably true. You see, honestly, I am an asshole, just also happens to be brilliant. It's not that I don't want to listen it's to my opinion; most people's perspectives are pretty predictable. Not to mention they mostly media-driven. But since I'm intellectually ambidextrous, I might throw a few left and right. So from a distance, it might look like I'm only just trying to start a fight. But my true intention. It's just to see if some of these people are actually capable of defending their position. Because, see, that's exactly what you're supposed to do when you're the smartest dude in the room. See, what you call a heated debate, I just call something to do. But one thing you never see me do is take a media circuit serious, especially when you consider today's society the average American citizen gets most of his opinions and points of view from the memes in his Facebook news feed or the 24-hour perpetual outrage machine, cable news, media corporations, the primary motivation not to inform you but to confuse you with manufactured and sensationalized headlines, and a big gulp of cult to pur- personality, and this is why you cannot take a media circuit serious, especially when you consider the MSNBC? Might as well be TMZ. See, P.T. Barnum once said, a sucker is born every minute, and Fox News is approved. Sean Hannity, Don Lemon, same clown, different suit. See, they both just promote racial animosity to their perspective audiences for profit and personal pursuit. So regardless of what your textbooks and taught to so your teachers have told you, see, America's never settled the Civil War. Yeah, we ended the bloody battles, but bottom line, the beef is still there. That's why 150 years later, there's still tension in the air, like an unhappy marriage with a couple was forced to stay together, simply because the children were there. But if you sit back and do an objective analysis, the American social fabric, you'll see that the racial dynamics have shifted very little. I mean, to this day, you still got white liberals, white bigots, white guilt, and white privilege, and an educated black middle class that struggles with racial identity. See, without that attachment to middle past and Jim Crow, you don't got much in common with the common Negro no And so that, you feel guilty So connect with your people. You buy into the narrative that America's still 1916 Mississippi, but slavery and segregation was ages ago. So now the new Jim Crow is income and zip codes, game colors and corners. We say Black Lives Matter, but nobody's even asking. What exactly is Larry Hoover's influence on the black underclass, also known as the niggers? Because, with the exception of the Mexicans, everybody else is scared of niggers. And that includes the white liberals, the white bigots, and particularly the educated black middle class. That's why your club flyers read no hoodies, white tees, no sneakers, no jeans. And you need to pull your pants up if you want to party with me. Cause this party right here is only for the grown and sexy until a nigga gets shot by the cops. Now that bougie nigga want to rock a hoodie to the march. And that's right when the white liberal white guilt kicks in because they don't want to be connected to the white big kids. And the white big gets don't admit white privilege. It's because half of this whole white trash which means you're just nothing more than just niggas with privilege. And the media is right there to exploit all that tension, because in the age of the Internet, news has to be entertained in order to hold your attention. I mean, we could take this all the way back to the case of the state versus O.J. Simpson. Not that he has the fact that his guilt or his innocence, just the point of the thing that they call the trial of the century, was actually just a precursor to the modern media circus. That's when they started giving you 24-hour cover, to soap opera plots and public opinion linten. Plenty of pretty white women dead are missing, or black men against the system. So whether it's Natalie Holloway or Hands Up, Don't Shoot, it's the exact same circus, just different elephant in the room. Now I know my perspective might ruffle a few feathers and make some of you uncomfortable. And that's not uncommon. Because see, I've been pissing people off my poetry since I made poetry my priority. See, what you've just witnessed is 10,000 hours of rehearsal and research because it's absolutely nothing worse than an asshole who's an expert. You see, I'm somewhere in between Sean Carter and George Carlin. Never received my honorary doctor's honor and my ability to piss the people off. But talking shit is my gift, so I share it with you. Because that's exactly what you're supposed to do when you're the smartest dude in the room.
8: Okay. Um, so I'm multitasking to the fullest. I'm okay on speaker? You guys hear me good?
5: Yeah, yes, I can well. really hear you.
8: Uh, okay, because I got a little person to let me sit him down, so he hasn't heard me sit, so that's cool Aww. um this the heel. Um, yeah it's it's it kinda is just um one of those pieces, like I don't want to break up the the good vibes of good love, um, but bad
5: love happens too, you know what I mean, um, yes, it does, and so do <laughs> so
8: I was in the, um. <laughs> a relationship that was abusive in every way except for physical, and I didn't know that there were different um, levels and layers to it. You know what I mean? I only looked for, well, he ain't whooping my ass, so, and I didn't realize right. I was being treated like ash cash until I started being treated good.
5: Um, By me. To, exactly. <laughs> Speak <laughs> on <laughs> it and people don't understand that, and that's good part. and that's good that you uh recognize that because a lot of people don't even recognize they just happy that they you know ain't getting hit or you know it could be right, other you know, abuse like it, as well it's, it's
8: just it's what i was it was it's unfortunately it's what I was used to um exactly I, you know what I mean. It's what I was used to. And and unfortunately for a lot of people, I would say for a lot of sisters, but it's a lot of men out there that that are are unfortunately used to being treated like that. Like we don't treat each other the best. Um, you know, but that's that's what this piece is about. It's called Peace.
5: Congratulations on the growth. Congratulations on the growth.
8: Gratitude. I ain't met a flower pot yet that can contain it.
5: Um but
8: yeah. Really? Yes, ma'am. I love her. <laughs> Yeah. So um, he say I don't make the best decisions. He say I'm not a good judge of character. So, shit, I questioned myself. I never stopped to question his admittance to being not shit. (laughs) I never stopped to question his character and exactly what he was telling me in that moment. I simply, shit, I, I, I questioned myself. Like I agreed with him. I mean, only, only I knew what my intuition was telling me, and I was the only one who was ignoring it. Only I knew about his demons that I danced with in the night. It's like he was oblivious to this fight, to this, to this light. Or maybe he was blinded by it, shit. Maybe, maybe he knew of it and he resented it. Maybe Maybe he wanted it. Maybe it was too much for him. Maybe I was too much for him. Shit, I'm too much for myself sometimes. I try to remind myself of my dope, but that high never lasts. And then comes the crash and the moments of clarity, which are few and far in between. And so I'm searching for myself in between the strings of consciousness that orbit my existence resistant to fuck shit. Man, fuck niggas. And then, nigga, how you figure, you bigger. This nigga calls me odd because I believe in a fifth dimension. I ain't even mentioned the heavenly pension I'm about to receive. Shit, he probably call me witchy, bitchy, because he don't understand these energies, nor do he comprehend that everything coming from me he put into me it wasn't shit holy about this matrimony. And I'm sorry I can't pretend and be phony. Maybe I wasn't in a church long enough for that God to know me, because clearly you don't know my heart, nor do you respect my art talking about who can make a living off poetry like he never heard of Maya. Nigga, my life is the poem. My word is born. Psalms come from these poems and my love in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word was God and that alone should have you awed by what happens when the spirit flows through me. Truth be, we were never supposed to We was just having too much fun Now the real flaw was in that early decision Blinded by all his talk I thought he loved me for my ambition Transmission of his dumb shit Bum shit I laid with a peasant Pleasant, my demeanor Soon turned into a meaner. me Greener trees helped me to cope Eventually I ran completely out of hope Choked on my dreams and everything in between Took my voice, y'all I couldn't even scream Let alone sing, caged bird I may as well have no wings Took everything out of me, then exposed me for my comments, bitch. You gonna have to answer to God for all of this. But shit, so am I. Because I could have been called to quit. Instead, I put my circle into this square, knowing that it didn't fit. And now look at me in therapy. Co-paying for it. But shit, I let him get my family in the divorce. Of course, broken attracts broken, and some shit you just cannot force. Now, can all this relationship we have to break up with is the one we have with pain. But we gain so much hard drive when we put that shit down, so I'm out there relearning. Saying vows sounds silly now when you've never actually said them to yourself. Like, I will never desert me, not in sickness or in health. My focus now is my children and our wealth. I be telling you to keep that love to themselves. I'm still out here relearning how to love myself, how to forgive myself for everything that I allowed. I wish I could download that shit from the cloud. I have to reaffirm myself daily out loud because mental abuse is a thing. Financial abuse is a thing. Postpartum depression is absolutely a thing, and a ring is just a ring, especially when they don't understand what it means to be a member of a team. Now, my dreams are starting to resurface from the darkness of my sins. And a tunnel don't look so dark, so at least now I know I can begin the healing. That's that piece,
5: y'all.
0: That was sweet.
5: Thank too. you. And she did it with a baby. And she did oh. it with a baby. We got another poet calling in, and this is Mr. Abyss. I don't know if he wants us to call him, but that's why I'm calling him until he get on here so he can let us know properly. Hello.
9: What up, Joe?
5: How you doing? Hello, good people.
9: I'm great. Peace, (laughs) peace. What's happening?
5: What would you like us to call
9: you? Y'all can call me Abyss.
5: Abyss, okay. All right. So, Abyss, um, where are you originally from?
9: I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. But I live in Atlanta now for the last... 20 years. Detroit? <laughs> yes. so you must doubt.
5: liking it 20, right, 20 years. Yo, Atlanta you got a lot of them transplants, now. y'all. A lot yeah, of transplants. Yeah, it's 20
9: plus. 20 plus.
4: Okay. You're going to be hard-pressed to find Atlanta. somebody from Atlanta that was born there. And what, There's a lot of transplants that moved to Atlanta. I'm just trying to tell you. Um, oh, yeah. Yes, somebody,
9: yes. I, 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 I think uh, we watched Atlanta really blow up at the 96, and I have been coming here since, like, 1990. But just watching it go into a a metropolis, I've I've been here since it was a small town, on and off. Yeah. I've always had an affinity to it, so it's been a portal for a lot of talent around the world, really. Yo. So I'm just blessed to be in the the fold. What you
5: sharing with us tonight? What you sharing with us Uh, tonight?
9: wanna share you uh some new work. Uh basically it's uh amplified melanin. So I'm basically uh you'll hear it in one of my lines. I'm actually dark skinned. This is my aura showing out. I have I have this ocular attraction that explains this strange passion. Her name I'm not asking because my threshold for pain hard to mask when Truth demands attention. Like crouches risen, midsection ascension. My arms takes two pinches. Could I be dreaming? I might be carrying this woman's son in my seam and then deep inside my soul, still creaming, feeling for soft words to fall off her lips, to sit gently on my ears, to ease away all of my fears except one, the father and the son. And my spirit is like audible silence and this quietness to me is like a disguised ride. I'm like a free shit. All I need you to do is try shit. I'm lying. I had to write it. But it reminds me of two old friends from heaven. And I can remember the feelings that we share with the reverend, wishing that these feelings would never end. Even though our conversation has been brief than intelligence and I'm giving these haters hell again we go together like messed up economy and republicans Born again Hooligan Trapped on concrete islands Like a ghetto Ginger and Gilligan And you made love Feel for real again I said your name Somewhere between Let us pray And amen Deep in my essence Stands for dime In other words Boo you my ten But tears fall from my face As though pain Is taking place Cause I was looking For wifey In the face And in the waist And I saw in this place So serene I finally found my queen Whom only seen in my dreams And then my heart Was busting at the seams She fine as hell but this feeling was way past them blue jeans like a caramel skin. She felt like my extended next to kin. This ain't lustin', boo. It's more like where I in. Mates joined at the soul because God broke your mold. And I finally found the one whom I wanted to grow old. Feeling young, sprung, springing like the wordplay from the tip of my tongue. You're the air that I needed to breathe. Take my lungs and fill it with your essence because love has made me feel its presence. You give me full moons when others can't give me crest. And I believe in love at first sight, but that ain't right because I believe in love at first feel because I felt you long before I saw you. I'm just keeping it real. And all I can do is think about the greatest love of all, you, God, and me in a spiritual menage. My heart was broken down, but I took it to this woman's garage because it's in need of overhaul and this Sensitive man has been on his knees bawling, thanking God for true blessings, for you sent me the best cheat sheet for life's lessons, and she's deeper than my name, why can't she have it, Mr. Biscuit, be my whiz, I love you to death because you handle your biz, I love you for what you are and for who you is, so don't take my proposal indecently, this was inspired by a conversation we had recently. And this be the realest stuff that I ever wrote. It put a mouth in my heart. These words they just spoke and I sinus and in blood. Let these words soak to the driest spots of your inner being. God give me the understanding to comprehend the things I'm having trouble seeing. I really needed to confess the love of once snoop from a past life. Love was so strong I had to find this woman twice. I could see in the future. Jumping the broom, throwing the rice. My girl told me straight up a bit, that's probably your wife, and then she knows me, so she wouldn't lie. I could have never told you that this icon's echo, travel distances in my mind, equivalent to walking to Soweto from Flat Shows, Candler Road. She's like, whoa, you meet people for reasons, seasons, and lifetimes. In my lifetime, I'll thought what God has given. Yes, I'm God-driven, and yes, he's living, because if I'm Jordan, she my pippin'. Even if the relationship on the rocks, I'm still sippin'. Like missionary position, I'm on top of my game. I could say a whole lot more, but how many ways can I say my life won't be the same? Woman, take my last name.
5: God oh, damn. Oh, oh yeah. my God. I am feeling
9: all of
4: that. Every lad. Yo. Last
5: name. I was God. like, God hey, damn. Yo. When he, hey, uh, bitch, you got me in bliss. You really do. Cause this, that shit was off the chain.